and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema, and this week we are talking about, you know... I was thinking about this the other day. There are movies that we have anticipated a lot on this podcast, and I didn't expect this to be one of those movies that I was so amped for. But as time went on, I got way more excited for it than I ever thought I would. And now that it's here, it's just beyond compare to the excitement level that I'm at right now. So we're talking about Avengers Infinity War, and um, we're going to skip a bro down. We're just going to get straight into all Marvel Avengers down. talk and just get right into it, because I think that I think that this movie uh, is worthy of a conversation um, by itself. So, um, you know, I want to kind of just let you go ahead and I want to hear what you had to say uh, or what your general thoughts are on Avengers Infinity War. Um, I know that we've talked about most of most of the other Avengers movies and Civil War now, um, kind of the collaborations between all the characters. And this is the culmination of pretty much a 10 year journey up into and they've been they've been planning Thanos for a long time. Um, there's been a lot of excitement towards this movie. So did it did it live up to the hype? Did it did it measure up to the expectations? Expectations that you had for it. Um, I just want to kind of get a get a gauge for where you where you're at on this film. Kind of general thoughts on yeah. it. Um. Well, the unfortunate thing is, I saw Rampage. I totally thought we were doing Rampage. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. Um, no, I've I've actually uh, within a 12 hour time span, I saw this movie twice. Um, I went opening night uh, with some friends and. And then uh, woke up the next morning and we were just, I mean, I saw that there was a showing at 1115 and it was like 15 minutes away. It was like 11 a.m. And I was like, uh, let's just go. So we went again. Um, look, uh, this is my personal opinion on this. They could have made 14,605,000 versions of this film and this one would be the end game. You know, this this version this film to me was everything that I could have imagined out of a Marvel movie. It like I went into it just going and, and I really tried because there's been movies, especially this past year, last Jedi and other movies that I really anticipated. I got super excited for, and then maybe I was let down or I was heartbroken. I went into it with too high of expectations. So this movie, I really tried to go into it with, Hey, I'm just going to a Marvel movie this is going to be a lot of fun. I love these Avengers movies. I was pretty psyched up for it just because I, you know, I watched all the movies beforehand. I was kind of in the mood, but I didn't go into it thinking that this was going to be one of the best movies I've ever seen. Um, and I walked out of it going, that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. I don't know. You know, I'll definitely have to give it time whether to say, Hey, this is in my top five all time or something like that. But, uh, as of right now where it stands, I mean, this movie, it it honestly blew me away. It really did with with what they did. I think the Russo brothers and Kevin Feige, um, they did it, man. They like it's like they cracked the code or something. They figured it out. Like they they managed to bring all these characters together in such an awesome way. Um, and also, they just I mean they tapped on so many different emotions. You know, they nailed the comedy in it. Um, 
but then I mean it was so serious and so dark and uh obviously we'll talk about the villain but uh best villain in the MCU you know yeah Um, without a doubt without a doubt it's just uh yeah so that's kind of that's that's where I stand did you get the 14 million line there too Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, no, great. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I agree, man. I think that I think that there's something really nice and relieving going to a movie that I I'm excited for. It's not like it's that important to me. You know what I mean? Like it's not like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. It, it's not the, it's not the same way I feel about Star Wars. So I don't have this anticipation or expectation that it's going to let me down and that's going to ruin my my week or my year or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And so the difference between walking into Last Jedi, where I was beyond, I was more excited for that than anything that any movie ever in my life, you know. And this movie it was like, oh, I'm pretty excited for this. This will be sweet. And then you walk out and you're like, well, my goodness. I think that the Avengers are my favorite thing ever now, you know, it's yeah. just, it totally <laughs> changed my mind. Um, not changed my mind necessarily, but it just made me, me even more of a fan. Um, so I think that this movie, uh, it was firing on all cylinders. Uh, there are a couple things that I thought were a little meh, meh about it. Um, but overall, I think that, I think it is just, unbelievable um and staying completely spoiler free um i think that you know there's parts of it that that did drag a little bit for me maybe um but i think that the last like hour and a half of this movie or you know definitely the last like 45 minutes is the best superhero ever it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of this one. I think that it's, it's amazing to see Marvel prepare 10 years for this movie and then to actually have them come and deliver on that promise and also uh, exceed expectations. Cause I, th- I think that's really what they did. I think we've all been looking forward to this for a long time and they really did exceed my expectations in, in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my, and gen- they got bold, man. They got so bold with yeah. it, you know, but I think that that's it, what, I think that that's where their success was is that they took some chances yeah. and they really, they really went places in the storyline that you didn't expect it to go. And, I think that they surprised a lot of us and they surprised us in a good way um, to where we walked out of the theater going, Oh my gosh. Whoa. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I want to stay spoiler free. That's Whoa. wow. <laughs> but that's, that's my general thoughts. I mean, I think that it was, it was fantastic. It's probably, um, I don't know. I don't know if it beats the first Avengers for me. Uh, I don't know if it touches Iron Man either, but it's definitely number three. It's definitely top three caliber. Um, I mean, I'd, have I'd to say see for it. me, it's it's a clear number one now. It's just the best over, of all of them. For yeah, you. over Iron Man Adventures. Yeah, definitely. It's just. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just don't want to say that right now because it's just it's I'm too hot on it right now. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, I think that I think that there's moments of it that are the best ever. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but let's let's move on and and let's just say that let's just call her a day as far as the non-spoiler talk goes because if you haven't seen this movie, you don't need to listen to too much. I mean, you just just go see it. It's not going to be yeah, go it's see not it. going to be the same if you hear really anything. Uh I think it's just better to to go see it with open eyes. And I'm so glad that I saw it because I saw it on at six o'clock 
uh, on Thursday night. And, uh, I would imagine that I was one of the first people to walk out of that movie, you know, saw it at a pretty mm-hmm. early showing on opening night. And I'm so glad that I did because, uh, man, it's like, you look at the Reddit threads right after this thing and they're just fuming people just going off about what happens in this movie. So it was a dangerous one, but so anyway, from this point forward, all spoilers. If you haven't Complete seen the movie, spoilers. yeah. If you haven't seen this movie, then listen at your own risk. Yes. Okay, so what did you think about the very beginning of this movie? Um, Something that I saw a lot of people criticize was at the very beginning, you have everything that happened in Thor Ragnarok. All the Asgardians are just decimated, and half of them, at least, are killed. Um, What did you think about that? I mean, that was kind of a bummer, but I thought it was kind of a necessary evil to introduce us to the character of Thanos and kind of illustrate how powerful he really was. Um, No, that's the thing. That's what it does. It's just like at that that last scene of Thor Ragnarok, they show them looking out the window and there is Thanos's big ship. So it's like, oh, no, I wonder what's going to happen, you know? Right. So you you kind of casually in your head think, oh, maybe they're going to talk to him. Maybe there's going to be some sort of discussion, blah, blah, blah. Right. And they start this movie with just, yeah, Thanos is he's the big baddie, you know, like he it, it really gives you a scope of who this guy is like. Jeez, he just killed everybody. Yeah. And he's about to kill Thor. Right. You know? Right. It starts out with Thor just pretty much dead on the ground. Just right. like, oh my gosh. Um, and I love I think they did a great job with the opening scene just because, you know, um, here like kicks the crap out. He kicks the crap out of uh the Hulk, which is just, you know, and then for the rest of the movie, the Hulk is basically just scared and shy. Um and you know it just it really does a good job of setting up how how powerful this guy is and also um um bringing into play the uh what what are those guys called the uh something five or whatever like his his little group of people uh the gruesome five some i have no idea uh they're there's something something order or something like that yeah, but uh the dark order set, something but yeah setting (laughs) setting it up for them uh i just i love that five the fab five final five that's the ladies gymnastics name um yeah no and ebony maw man that guy the uh the main the the main uh you know he'd be like the uh no yeah the skinny guy i'm trying to think of that and he does he does all the speeches yeah the zealot. He's like the war. He's like he's, he's like, like war borderline like Thanos. a zealot. Um, yeah. But he, man, when he's like, rejoice for even though in your death, know that you are now children of Thanos and all that stuff. Yeah. And it just kind of it adds like this extra element of my goodness. These guys are really they really think that they know what's up. They think that they mm-hmm. just have the absolute right uh, battle in their mind and they, they know what they're supposed to be doing. And it, I don't know, it sets it up really well. And I like, I mm-hmm. like all that. Um, what do you think about Loki piecing out? Dude, I mean, that was just, okay. So we've talked about this and this is a discussion that, that, uh, I know we'll have in the future, but like, look in civil war, both of us are going, gosh, just kill war machine. Like, just go there, kill somebody. Like, have the strength to do it. And within the first five minutes in this movie, they kill off, uh, uh, Thor's best friend, um, Heimdall, whatever. Yeah. Heimdall. And, uh, and then they kill, you know, your favorite Loki. 
And I love what Loki's character did because he was bad and, you know, the god of mischief. And then Thor Ragnarok, he kind of redeems himself in a little bit. You get the feeling sort that, like, of. I mean, he kind of turns on him of. like multiple it times, turns on him a million times. But uh, you still get the sense that they're brothers, you know, right. they're brothers and there is a relationship there and they do love each other. And um, it basically starts with that, you know, kind of it's it's a good ending for his character. I really thought. Um, but gosh, he just breaks his neck, man. It's just so brutal. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I no, mean, I, I, I even... yeah. I mean, it was a it was a horrifying death. You know, I think that that's. I mean, we might as well just get into it. I think that that's something where this movie succeeds, though, is that this is very much like it's not about any of the other Avengers. Like this movie is not about the Avengers. This movie is about Thanos, and uh-huh. they set. They lead up to this for so long that we're going to have this big bad guy in Thanos and it's going to be a reckoning and he's going to be like the ultimate bad guy in the MCU. And so they totally came through on on that promise and delivered a bad guy that is awesome. But also you can understand what his objective is and what his reasoning Mm -hmm. is for that objective. He comes from a planet where people were starving and people were dying. There weren't enough resources. And so he said, let's just kill half the people on this planet, but we'll do it like systematically. and It'll be completely random. It's not like we're going to target a specific type of people, but for the the greater good, we'll die. Yeah. For the greater good, let's kill half the people on there. And so he wants to, and then that fails and half of his planet or most of his planet dies. But his reasoning is justifiable in some sense. You know what I mean? It's like, you can kind of understand like where he's coming from, which I think we've talked about in the past as well with villains. It's like they, they make you kind of feel for this guy, even though he is the worst of the worst. It's like right. they make you kind of have some sort of side with him, right? you know? And, oh man, that's where it does it so well. It's just like, gosh. Well, and I mean, that's a big, that's a big thing too, is that in a lot of, a lot of stories, they have the bad guy just being the bad guy simply because he's bad or because he's evil. And I think it works so much better when you have a character that Thanos is the hero in his own story. He looks like the bad guy from our point of, from a certain point of view, um, from a certain point of view, <laughs> but he looks like, he looks like the bad guy to us, but in his own story, he is the hero. He's doing mm-hmm. what he thinks and what he knows to be right from his specific point of view. Uh, so I think that that's where it really works because, um, they kind of dive into his story more and more throughout the movie. And, the the more you get to know Thanos, the more that character becomes awesome. And I I love the character of Thanos. Like I thought I that he was so awesome. He was the best part of the and movie. Josh Brolin just killed it, man. So good, so absolutely good. killed it. What do you think about the character design on Thanos, though? I mean, I know that like we've talked about it and stuff before because they've they've shown him on screen. Uh-huh. But uh, I thought that he looked pretty good. His ears were a little small. Did you get get any of that? Uh, looked regular to me. Looked regular. From what I saw. Yeah, I don't know. People are always saying my ears are small. And <laughs> from what I identified, I don't know. It was just kind of like looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, um, seriously, though, like. No, I, he also he also had facial hair, kind of. And there was like a little bit of fa- like a little bit of stubble on his little little uh right. little sack of a chin there. Yeah. And um, 
<laughs> so I often think about this kind of stuff because you're just watching a movie and it's about, you know, it's about Barney, the big bad guy. But then you think about him shaving. You know what I mean? Like, does he wake up and like look in a mirror and have like a Gillette five ultra blade or whatever, you know, and just like, yeah. I don't know. It's hilarious. Cause he, you know, is that one of the infinity so stones it's is good. just instant, instant shave or something like that. Not a bad deal. Wouldn't be a horrible deal. He looks like a California raisin on steroids. And I've used that analogy <laughs> before, but that's what he is. He looks like a California raisin just that's been juicing. Um, Anyway, oh. uh, uh, but anyway, so, so you were I love raising that. some questions. Uh, hey, uh, but that intro scene was great, um, and I think that that was the perfect introduction to the movie. It just got you got you really excited, and you see how menacing and uh, how adversarial that guy is. So it was great. Um, hey, so I I think that because you said this earlier, um, like the last forty five minutes to an hour was like the best. Um, after seeing this twice now, like I think. Well, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Like there is like a middle section that maybe could be considered as some sort of a lull, even though I, I don't think so necessarily now, just because of how entertaining everything is, you know? And, uh, it's just like, I, I feel like the entire middle part has so much substance that we needed, um, that is very entertaining. But I also think that probably the first 45 minutes of the film is like the same as the ending of the film. I feel like it has such a strong beginning and such a strong end. Like the beginning throws you immediately into everything. I think every, I mean, moving past that opening scene, getting to New York and getting to like, basically your favorite characters immediately, the best Avengers immediately. And they're talking about Thanos doing this thing. And then all of a sudden there's people running on the street. And it's absolute chaos. And they're just human on the ground, like walking. And it's, it's immediately started. And that's what I loved about this movie. It's just like, boom, there's a little bit of quippy dialogue and then boom, straight into it, you know? Right. No, no, totally. I agree. I think that the, I think that the first, like, I'd I'd probably say like half hour. I think that up until, up until Stark and Spider-Man fly away on that thing, chasing Dr. Strange. I think that, I think that right after that, there's a little bit of a lull and, and I'll go, I'll go and we get to the, well, I'll go into why I think that though. Um, but I thought that, I thought that that intro was great. And I, I did reference this on another podcast, how I thought that there would probably be the earth crew and then there'd be the space crew. Totally right. As usual. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, I thought that that was like, that was a great way to get, to isolate some characters and get some different, some random groups of people going on. Uh, so when that Ebony Ma and whoever else, those other, the, the guys were, that came to attack, which um, are awesome. Yeah. Those, I those are all, great characters, great villains. design on all those guys. And that guy was telekinetic. So like, I thought that that was really, really great. Um, and I thought that the showdown between him and Doctor Strange and Stark and Spider-Man was really awesome. I I really enjoyed that. And man, soon as Spider-Man shows up, dude, it's just because, you know, it's like, oh, they're in the they're in the New York, whatever 
uh, thing that the wizards go to, blah, blah. Uh-huh. They're sitting there and they can hear stuff going on. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's a good conversation. But then it shows Spider-Man on the bus and you get the freaking Spidey sense, the hair standing uh-huh. up on his arm. And you're like, yes, dude, he's yep. here. And, yep. oh, man, I got so jacked when that happened. And then that freaking kid showed up from Spider-Man Homecoming. And I immediately was like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, they you just know. show that kid and you're like, gosh. The thing is, is the fact that he's in this movie, it's like, are you guys actually going to use him in the second one? Like, can we all be, can, can we all just say that we don't like that kid? Like he wasn't funny. Right. I know. No, he's not. He's, he's not. not. It's cut uh, him out of the Spider-Man sequel, please. Um, I beg of you, but he's dead weight. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's even better because it's just that joke seemed way worse to you than I think it actually was. I know. <laughs> you, you like you laughed at it like you just said, like, I don't know. Like the worst thing <laughs> yeah, ever. I yeah. know. But um he is dead weight though. Uh anyway, so I I was super ex- super excited when Spider-Man showed up though. That was great. And he enters the fray and he's oh man, Spider-Man's so awesome. So um I love Spider-Man and uh Dude, Doctor Strange, man. He Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange is so awesome, man. He he is he fits right in and he almost jumps to like your favorite Avenger in this movie. I mean, he is just incredible. Like I it, it's just Benedict Cumberbatch, man. I mean, if they had a different actor, he probably wouldn't be, but gosh, man, and like him and Tony Stark's egos going back and forth when he calls him a douchebag or whatever, like that that little you know that little uh dialogue there oh gosh i just love it i love the way that they work together he's like if your green friend won't be joining us <laughs> you know yeah like throws out yeah. Bruce banner uh i think that, that, that stuff, was man. that was something i didn't really expect was the kind of power struggle between him and stark and i i, I didn't see that coming and i loved it because i, I think know. that i think that tony stark is such a smart guy and it's great to have Dr. Strange come in and be like, I'm a pretty smart guy too. And I yeah, am like hey man, a I'm master like- wizard. So uh, you have nothing on me. Honestly, it's yeah. like if Stark and Dr. Strange went at it, pretty sure Dr. Strange would win. Like Dr. Yeah. Strange is so powerful. It's so yeah. tight. That was like one of the biggest things in this movie. I was like, gosh, man, Dr. Strange is so tight. Like he's such a sick yeah. character. He's uh, incredible. Loved it. I mean, there's a scene at the end where he turns himself into like, 50 of himself and tries to Dude, tie Thanos down. You're like, that's what we'll oh. talk about that. But that's one of my favorite scenes of the movie. No, really me too. Is. Me too, Just man. Like, oh so good. Gosh. So anyway, but I loved anyway. So Dr. Strange gets taken and then that's why, uh, Tony and Peter Parker are on that ship going after him. And I thought that that was like a really good reasoning for those What'd guys. What'd you think about the, stuck on there. the new suit? What'd oh, you think about Spider-Man? So we're just doubling down on the Iron Man, uh, Spider-Man suits. We're just doubling yeah. down on this. I, I thought it was well, great because it was applicable to this scenario. Like I thought it, it was, was, it was fine. I'm not, was, I'm not going to complain about that. I think that that was I, something that when it happened, I was like, Ugh, but I immediately was just like, Oh, it really works to the advantage of the story. What'd you think the second time? Did you have the same view the second time of it? Or like second time, were you a little bit more on board with it? I was way on board with it the second time. Yeah. Knowing what See, happens throughout the rest of the story. I was like, I'm fine with it. It's great. See, same here. The, I think the first time I watched it, Throughout the thing, like the uh, Bruce Banner Hulk struggle, I was like, uh, you know, at certain points, I was like, eh, kind of cringing. And then also the Spider-Man suit at certain points, I was like, come on, I don't want to see that, blah, blah, blah. But then the second time through, it's like, 
You know, and I and I actually had a conversation about this. It's it's like uh, Leanna actually was talking to me, and she said, "Look, we've gotten a lot of different Spider Mans, and uh, I think this is just one thing that we have to ex- you know accept that even just in the Avengers, because I'm sure in the other Spider Mans it doesn't have to be like that." Um, or, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming 2, I doubt his suit is going to be like that all the time. Hopefully not. But in the Avengers, I mean, we just kind of have to accept it. And it's what works for the story in this case, um, which makes sense to me. You know, yeah. like I kind of had problems with like the legs that pop out of him, you know, me too. But uh, they they do work. And I think I'm I was criticizing a little bit, criticizing it a little bit harshly. Um, I just, you know, I just love Spider-Man swinging between buildings. Normal, young Peter Parker dude that's just human, kind of. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, yeah. I think, that, I, I think that the biggest thing to me is that, and noticing it last night, you know, because he does have a somewhat Iron Man-ish suit on, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the the Karen thing in his ear. And I think that that yeah. was, I think that that's like the biggest thing in the Spider-Man homecoming is him talking to some Jarvis type character in his ear was just, it, it got old to me. Um, so the fact that he didn't have any like inner monologue going on with some random AI was really nice to me. Um, <laughs> Send him home. and just hits the parachute button. He's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> smells like a I new car that. in here. Mr. Stark. I love the way yeah. Peter Parker calls him Mr. Stark too. It makes it. I know. It's just it's just a young kid, man. Yeah, he's so young. It's great. Um, but so Aww. after that point, though, I think that that's because they introduced the Guardians of the Galaxy in such a good way. So good. It, I, I love the space. It just says space on the screen and starts playing an awesome song. I can't oh, remember the what music. Song that you're is. just like, can I say something? I know you're you're about to talk all about that, but uh, um, I just think that the character introductions in this movie are freaking incredible. I feel like even just the small two seconds that they are, are like some of the best scenes of the movie. Like the Black Panther introduction, it's like, it's, I don't know, it's beyond me how I felt. And both times I've watched it. Like, it's not even that he does anything cool. It's just like, it's literally just showing him walking up a hill from behind and playing that music. But you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's the score, man. It is. Uh, Silvestri is or something like that. What's his Alan name? Silvestri? Alan, yeah, Alan Silvestri. Oh my gosh! But it's actually it was Killed actually it. the black it was a Black Panther score that I can't remember yeah. who composed the actual Black Panther movie, but um, it was the score from you. That go movie. ahead though. Sorry, sorry, I cut you off. No, but I, I think that I think that that introduction to the Guardians of the Galaxy got me super jacked. But this is something that we talked about on the Captain America Civil War podcast is that we thought that the humor was a little bit hokey or cheesy at parts, and a lot of it was hit and miss. And and this one, I think that. A lot of the humor killed it for me. Like there was a lot of really mm-hmm. good jokes, but there were are there were also some parts where it seemed like they were just trying to throw jokes in that didn't necessarily belong. You know, it was like let's just get a good bit in here, let's get a good bit in here, and so some of the stuff with the Guardians of the Galaxy, it seemed like the Russo brothers trying to play James Gunn for a second. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I can see because that, yeah. the all of the all of the humor in the Guardians of the Galaxy feels so natural in the movies and in this it felt a little bit forced but that's that's a small criticism it's a small criticism it it just for a second there in the middle of the movie I was kind of like oh, it's pretty good I'm not sure I'm not sure that I really 
saw any of that, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, there's there's just a couple. There was a couple lines or a couple things that happened that I was. It's like a pirate. <laughs> what is it? It's it's like a pirate had a baby with an angel. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man. Drax was so funny in that scene. That was Drax hilarious. Is so funny. You're a dude. This is a man. <laughs> this is a man. A handsome, muscular man. <laughs> his, it's like his muscles are made of kryptonite fibers. It's like, stop massaging his muscles. <laughs> I love that. And Quill did it. I think Chris Pratt did a great job in that whole thing. Did you like the voice thing when he's mocking Thor? That was I a, love that. That was a big one that I... I I don't know. It's like, I thought it was funny. I think that, I think if you don't have Chris Pratt, that joke wouldn't have worked, but Chris Pratt did that very well. It's just, it, it, yeah, it played out a little funny for me, but I I liked it. I thought, I thought it was fine. Um, I think the funniest, funniest joke in the whole movie is how long have you been standing there? An hour. (laughs) That's a big one. I wasn't that into that one either. You didn't like that. I think God, I think it's so just I think it's just some of those jokes get carried on longer than they need to, and it seems forced. You know what I mean? That's but that's my take. That's my take really, on it. Yeah. So I don't know, and, and that's and that's a lot of me just judging the Russo brothers because I do know that I thought some of their humor wasn't fantastic in Civil War and Winter Soldier, and so I was kind of judging them going into this, um, but. It's it's mainly just in those first like two introductory scenes between the Guardians of the Galaxy that I that I was kind of like skeptical a little bit. Uh-huh. But um after 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 those scenes like as soon as the the movie starts going off on it, on, in its direction, then it gets really good to me. And it's, and it's borderline, oh borderline yeah. flawless. Um, mm-hmm. so I love the guardians of the galaxy introductions though. I thought that those, I thought that that was great. Um, I really liked the little moment between <laughs> Quill and, uh, Gamora. I thought that that was yeah. cool that we kind of find out that they, they have like admitted that they are into each other. I'm assuming that wasn't the first time that they've kissed. Um, no, but, uh, yeah. So I thought, yeah. that, I thought that was great. Um, but what did you think about, because this is, this is a big part of like, if I were taking my favorite character in all of the Marvel cinematic universe, I was literally thinking this last night, like Groot might be my favorite because he is seriously (laughs) like, Groot in the first Guardians of the Galaxy is so incredible. And then Mm -hmm. baby Groot was so good in the last one. And then this Groot, I understand that he's a secondary character and there just wasn't that much for him to do. But man, I could have used like just another Groot joke or something, man. Like I was desperate for more Groot, man. It seemed like there was there was a. Yeah, there wasn't quite enough. I feel like maybe that's just because they have this like teenage angst Groot and maybe they just didn't even know how to approach it like very yeah, well. It's like, like, it's like they, they got in like the obvious jokes of like the eye roll and like the I am Groot, which is hilarious and cracked me up. Yeah, no. And funny. I just want I want to see a little bit, but I completely agree. I want to see a little bit more because he did end up having that. Because also, it's so sweet how, like, you have different ages of this Groot every single time. So now this time, like, it's almost like this teenager overcoming his fear and, like, realizing. So near the end, when he's, like, running into battle, you're like, wow, like, he's 
you know, he put the video game down. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. He's, yeah. he's into this. Um, but I did think that the video game bit was funny. Like, I thought it was, I it thought was. it was clever having him sitting there playing a video game, not looking up from it for a long time. And then in, in that moment when Thor was in trouble, he does look up from the video game. So I thought that was good. I just, I don't know, man. I could have gone for a little more Groot. That's all I'm saying. I, I mean, too. it's a small complaint, I but could've I could have gone for some more Groot. I mean, you can take take out some of the moments of, like, Drax or Mantis or many of the other. Uh, you can definitely take out. So yeah, some of the moments of, of Mantis. Um, you know, what's funny is uh, not to skip ahead really, but the Gamora Thanos stuff. Um, when I first was watching this, I was really like, I was really hesitant and nervous that I was just not going to like a lot of that. Um, just because of Gamora, you know, I was just like, eh, I don't know if we're going to be able to to stand alone in these in these scenes, you know, if it's going to hold up. Right. And then watching it, I think it's probably because, you know, Josh Brolin as well, you know, Thanos, like those scenes actually carried over really well. Like they 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 kept me entertained to to the point where I was like, gosh, this is so good. Also, cinematography. Everything yeah, that's on I the mean, screen. That's got to be mentioned. That- everything that's on the screen at the time is just so awe striking to look at so it's just like man and that's you know that's a big thing is that this there are moments in this movie that are you know that are just fine like they're they're good you know but man some of the some of the like the backgrounds and the and the pictures that they have going on in those thanos scenes especially when they go to that planet where he has to get the soul stone um or his home planet of titan um i mean it's just beautiful it's insane man it's yeah. just, it looks so good. It's the best to look at, you know, it's yeah. so great. I mean, but it's just like, I agree with what you said though, is that I think that, I think that for some reason I, I was skeptical about the relationship between Thanos and Gamora. But when you get to, when you get to those scenes, I immediately thought to myself, Oh yeah. Zoe Saldana is probably like one of the best actors that's on the screen. Dude, same here. You, you know, I was like, when, when Oh she was, yeah, she's just better than everybody. She's sitting there. She was sitting there talking to Thanos. I think it's when they go back to his ship and they're in like the courtroom or whatever. And they're talking. And I had this like epiphany in my head, like, oh yeah, she's incredible. Like even just thinking about like Avatar, you know what I mean? Like I was like, gosh, she is freaking amazing. And then, yeah, you kind of watch it through a new lens from that point on. Cause you're like, oh yeah, she's incredible. And she's not just playing like the side comedy actress gag that she is in guardians of the galaxy, which is always great. But like in this, she has a very center focal point role you know she's thanos's daughter um and yeah they got the they definitely got the right actress but yeah i mean i think that the relationship between him and her was i mean obviously was essential to the story but those the scenes were so good and i think that that's kind of plays into what i was talking about earlier earlier is that this is not necessarily a movie about any of the avengers specifically this is a movie about thanos and and they they do a good job i mean this is the first time we've seen this character Ooh, the the nebula getting ripped apart. That oh was pretty gosh. good. That was, that was nuts. Just like, that was horrible. Oh, what do you think about? So when the the Guardians of the Galaxy go and confront Thanos in uh, at nowhere, I thought that, that was a cool scene. I really liked. Uh, I love. I really liked the, how Quill and Gamora saying "I love you" to each other and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, that was 
It's heart wrenching. Thanos, dude. I loved the whole Thanos getting stabbed in the neck, and then he uses the reality stone to kind of just, you know, I, all of a sudden you realize that this whole place is on fire. Like it's not even what they think. And then like him turning Drax into stone and Mantis into some like ribbon thing. It was also creative and just like, and then the bubble gun, you know, like I just, uh, you know, I, I mean, I just want to talk about this just since I'm kind of on the subject of the bubble gun. Um, Zoe, uh, uh, Gamora, um, when they're on the soul stone, like in that scene with the soul stone, like she tries to stab herself really quick and he turns it into bubbles. And I kind of, I don't know if they were going for this, but it kind of seemed like, you know, reminiscent of like, she looks down and it's the bubbles. And maybe he did that on purpose just to like, I don't know, like love quill something, you know, like that. That's kind of where my mind went with it. I was like, Oh, she's probably thinking a quill right there just because right. I don't know. Right. Maybe. Um, yeah. It could be something. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's something in there. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, that, that scene was great. I, I love that the demonstration of how Thanos can use all the, the salt, the stones to do different things. And, and, and he the, uses and the them, stones are, he uses them appropriately too, which is great. This, the stones are, we have the mind stone, the reality stone, the soul stone, the space stone, the power stone, and the time stone. These are all the stones. So he gets the time stone, and then what's the last one? What's the one that Vision has? The mind? Yeah, it's the mind stone. Yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, man, it's it's so good. It's such a good plot. I love it. And they, and they mentioned that because the power stone is the one that they had in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. And right. they took that back to what's that planet called? Um, uh, oh God, Xander, Xandar. Yeah, yeah, Xandar. Um, and the, you know that planet, and they keep it safe. But they, I like how they kind of briefly mention that because you don't need to see it very much. But they just briefly mention that like he completely destroyed that planet and took that stone. Yeah. That's the first one he has, you know, I liked that, how they just kind of skimmed over that. Cause I was curious. I was like, what, what is that stone that he has? Like what, how'd he get that one? Um, yeah. Also crazy. little Gamora. Very cute. Adorable. Cute scene. It's such a good scene. That little scene is so great. I know that's, 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 that's the point the in the movie. Cause that comes on just like randomly at some point. Like I can't even remember Hear what happened before that and rejoice. You are about to die at the hand of the children of Thanos. Be thankful that your meaningless lives are now contributed to the balance. That guy's so good. Yeah. And like you see, you see him in that scene kind of doing the same thing to all those people. They split them apart. Very like Holocaust ish. You know, very genocidal. Can you say genocidal? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but it's like just, it's a random. You know. Yeah, it's at random, and they just split them apart, and they just completely kill one side. It's just like, oh my gosh! And he's like, "Don't look at that. Focus." I can't even. Yeah, man. It was good. Yeah, that's crazy. And I love. And I, I my love mind that is just still so blown. I know, and I love that. I love that. That's like how Gamora became uh thanos's daughter is in that moment of whatever you know she is separated from her family and he just takes her and pretty much saves her but i mean it's great it's a great plot love that um 
And so, what other what other storylines we have going on? So we have the well, we got we 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 barely brushed over the Thor. So Thor connects with right. Yeah, that's the one that we're kind of missing here. Thor, I, what did you think about the Thor and Rocket storyline? I love the intro to that, where he's just like, you know, you rabbit, you seem like a fun person. Why don't you come <laughs> along? <laughs> awesome. I love how he just calls him rabbit. Yeah, I, I did like uh, the whole the whole banter between those two like just like they immediately just like each other and i thought that that yeah. was so great i so. i really liked uh i liked uh when rocket's sitting there and thor says something kind of seems like he's stressed out or something and rocket goes as time to be captain you yeah. know because the captain's captain's duties like you know obviously you have to steer the ship but you also have to be in control of the ship make sure everybody on board is level-headed you have to talk to me you know what i mean that's that's kind of the sense that i got from it and that monologue that is that in a, is that in like a handbook for ship captaining yeah, um <laughs> yeah so last year in pilot training um in pirate training <laughs> in, <laughs> i went on a pirate three-month training um <laughs> that is so stupid uh me and billy crudup um but uh he says, what does he say? Oh, Thor says, you know, I'm 1500 years old. I've killed twice as many enemies as that. And every one of them would have rather killed me than not succeeded. I'm only alive because fate, fate wants me alive. Thanos is just the latest bastard of a long line of them. And he'll be the latest to feel my vengeance. Fate wills it. So, um, and then rockets like, well, what if fate doesn't, or what if you're wrong? And he says, if I'm wrong, um, what more could I lose? Something like that. And uh Good exchange. He's like tearing up. He's like tearing up in that. And God, Chris Hemsworth, man. Chris Hemsworth. He's so Chris good. Hemsworth is so good. Actually, I loved him in this movie. And I think that, yeah, it's it's funny because I think a lot of people doubted the Thor movies at first, and I I'm among them. I didn't like the second one for sure, but I didn't love the yeah. first one. It was just fine. And then after Thor Ragnarok, I mean, man, he is He's close to my favorite, you know, but that's the thing. They're all, they're all so good now. Like they have Mm -hmm. done such a good job of making every single one of these characters just so lovable and likable. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, and we'll get to captain America and black Panther and those guys pretty soon. But I mean, that's the Russo brothers. They made captain America who was just kind of like, whatever, just a fine character. They made him into like the best, you know, he's, he's amazing as well. So, um, anyway, I, but I, I really liked that storyline between him and rocket. It kind of felt like it kind of felt like giving something for those guys to do. That was something I thought I was like, Oh, they're just going on some random quest to go get an ax. But the payoff is like better than anything ever. So coolest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. what did you think about Dinklage though? I thought that that was, that I, was that I, was weird to me. I'm sorry. Dude, like I love Peter things. Dinklage, but it was just kind of like, okay. Look, I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> that's like that's how I feel about the darn thing because I think it's so stupid that I'm like a hundred percent on board with it. Like his acting's not even that great in most he's, of it. It's just he's way too into it. It seems so yeah. hammy, dude. It's just it's like just oh like, god. It's so dumb that like I don't know. I'm 100 percent on board with it. Yeah, we bring in Miles Finch. We bring <laughs> <Yeah>. in Miles <laughs> Finch. That's what they said in the boardroom. You know, it's like I don't know. I I did like the you know. 
little exchange of like, it'll kill me or something like, you know, well, then I'll die or something. He's that's like, what well, that dying he's like, that means. <laughs> that's only if it kills me. Like, that's what dying is or something like that. <laughs> that yeah, I mean, it was fine. That was, I actually, the first time I saw it, that was the moment where I was like, I don't know what this scene is. This is the moment for me to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> did you? Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was, nice. Cause I was going to have to go halfway through this thing regardless. So I was like, this is it. It's my moment. If so, you're going to do it, you got to do it. You know, um, it's actually funny though, because Zach and I went to this and we paid for like the six AKA o'clock tube sock, AKA tube sock. Uh, we paid for like 20 bucks for the, um, the special, preview event or like the special opening night event and it wasn't in like the IMAX it wasn't in the other big theater it was in like one of the smaller theaters but we knew that we knew that going in we were like okay it's cool like I'll go see it on a bigger screen you know but like let's go to the opening night fun thing that'll be cool and we get there and they gave us like free popcorn which was I wasn't going to eat popcorn honestly because Mm -hmm. I've been kind of on a healthy kick and I was like great don't want popcorn right now. I brought a side of steamed broccoli in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a bag of kale. I'm good. Um, but excuse me, sir, you smell like farts. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, but they gave us. It's so always like maybe we'll get a T-shirt or like a poster or something fun. They gave us a coin that has like that's it. They just they gave, gave you a us coin. a coin and we got a lot of mileage out of that coin bit. Cause it was, it was really funny. <laughs> we were, you know, we sat there forever being like, if you could go turn back time and buy the IMAX screening, would you do that or still have this coin? And like <laughs> <laughs> so many jokes, coin easy. Yeah. I don't know. I'd flip a coin. I mean, we went to town yeah, on this, yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. so it starts and it's on the smaller screen and then it's the movie starts and it's too dark. It just is too dark. And I thought it was just going to be during the previews, but it was totally during the movie. So I got up and had to be that guy that went out and told the people that worked there and they turned it up a little bit and they're like, Oh yeah, it was turned down a little bit. And I was like, you think, um, which I mean, whatever they're just doing. This is the one movie I've been waiting for. (laughs) It's like, this is opening night of Avengers. You guys, freaking have the screen turned down um but and so then they halfway down they turned it up but but it still it still wasn't optimal so anyway the first time i saw it it wasn't the most optimal of scenarios and i already had a negative i had a negative thing going from the beginning but that's um that's something that happens with with you know we talk about this all the time depends on your experience first time i went um we uh I was hesitant at first. A friend of mine bought the tickets, the only seven in a row tickets he could find, um, which I didn't know this beforehand, but they were in the very back row of the theater, um, which I haven't sat in the back row of a theater since I was like 14. And, um, and also it was 3D. And so like sitting in the back row with 3D is just a little wonky, you know? It's disappointing point um yeah it was just a little strange after about five minutes i was into it and i was fine i was too excited to you know be out of it but my girlfriend definitely was having a struggle <laughs> like she was making sounds next to me like so can't even focus on this is so you know just getting so mad and and i kind of had the same thing and it, we we came to the uh the conclusion that it was basically just the opening scene Cause like I was feeling a little dizzy in the opening scene too. It's just something about that ship that they're on and stuff. 
Um, it just, it was just a little weird. We both were kind of dizzy. She was getting frustrated. I was a little bit frustrated. Um, you know, I'm sitting there like, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the sounds you make in a movie theater. Um, so quiet, but so mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, it ended up working out totally fine and it was good. But yesterday when we went in the morning, um, there's probably 15 people in our theater cause we went to like the earliest showing possible and we sat middle of the theater. Exactly. Middle row, middle seats. Perfect. And it was just excellent. And we went in standard, not 3d. And it was just like, that's you yeah. Know, first time I saw it, I thought it blew my mind. Second time it was just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> last night I saw it and I was like, Oh, this is perfect. Cause I went like mm-hmm. big D big theater not 3d and it was great. So, um, yeah, that's what we got out actually. And people are like, how was it? And we're like, pretty dark. They're like, Oh, I was like serious. And no, like literally the screen was too dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just, yeah, the brightness was down <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> no, it's like there was a, a small film over the entire screen. <laughs> There's a filter on it that just wasn't great. Um, okay. So there's a lot going on in space, but there are some things going on on earth that we probably should talk about. And this is one of those moments in the movie that I saw it as a necessary story that needed to be told. You know what I mean? Uh, so vision and Scarlet, Witch are hooking up, which weird kind of seems a little weird. It seems a little (laughs) weird. I was just like, whatever. I mean, it's fine. I was like, she calls him like Viz. Isn't that weird? Like, can you give him another name? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, just give him a name like Mark or something. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. know, Does he have to be vision? Viz. I don't know. It just seemed weird. But anyway, like scar or something. My you lords, know. my ladies, my ladies. And everyone else hey. that doesn't have a stone oh, in the head. <laughs> um, what a weird I character. I was happy to see, I was happy to actually see Paul Bettany though. Like actual Paul Bettany for a minute. I liked it. Well, he'd be happy to have you. I'm sure that he's happy to have the support. So, uh, you know, I'm a ride or die <laughs> Paul Bettany. Um, poor, poor <laughs> but, man. Uh, I think that that scene though is short enough and then he gets stabbed through the torso and you're like, Oh, <laughs> so like, I think it's short enough to where like you're immediate also, all of a sudden you're immediately in the action again. And I think that action scene is so good, dude, that entire freaking action scene leading into the train station. And then Boom, 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 boom. It's Captain. I think his introduction's so good. Captain America's introduction is sick. But yeah, Cap was sweet. Uh, Black Widow comes in and somehow dominates that uh, extraterrestrial, which I don't buy one bit, but that's fine. It's great. But the fans love it, don't but the they? The fans love it. <laughs> she like scoops or hits her from, you know you know, swipes her legs out from under her and then knocks her out and you're all don't believe that that would happen. So that's fine though. Not going to harp on black widow too much. Cool scene. Great stuff. I'm into it. And they yeah, kill that guy. It. Actually later they no, reference they the fact that that guy died. No, but then he, it was all just a cover up and that guy was, uh, inside the lab of the black Panther and he's like going after the girl. 
They say he's dead. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, they say he's dead, and then it's like... They say he's dead, so they don't think he's anywhere, but he's actually like a little spy sneaking into the... Oh, area. I just didn't remember what the difference was between the bad guys. They were just... Anonymous. I never forget a gross face. <laughs> <laughs> I never forget a gross face. <laughs> oh, that's a good quote. Um, all right. Yeah, cool. Donovan's henchman mailed it. He's great. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that that was all good. And then they show up and they go back to the Avengers headquarters and John Hurt or no, William Hurt, excuse me, is still like, these guys are war criminals. Wow. <laughs> Arrest them. Wow. He still does that. I was I like, you're such an idiot. Go away. Banter. It's like, yeah. in what world? In what world do we see, like, aliens invade? There's, like, multiple spaceships that have showed up and started attacking places on the globe. And the one group of people that can do anything to help this situation out and the head guy what is he like secretary of defense in the united states is going yeah. arrest him you think that just because uh, the world's uh, on fire doesn't means that we're <laughs> gonna forgive you it's like yes that's absolutely what it means you're uh, yeah i just i don't know that was i know that was idiotic to me but i mean yeah. i get it like we're just supposed to not like that character and they're operating uh without the support of the united states and apparently the un i guess i don't know i don't know he's got a pretty good mustache though good strong mustache great mustache. he has a very strong mustache yeah, yeah. he should have had that during lost in space might have salvaged that movie um ooh, ooh dude geez cool that burn <laughs> huh ow danger will <laughs> robinson um <laughs> roddy dangerfield baby um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, little joey jeez. Uh, um we're friends yeah uh okay we're done where'd you buy that ross uh <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, now I'm the one rambling. Here we go. But War Machine is there, and so they they all meet back up, and I really like that scene. You know, it's it's cute. You know, very nice. But man, how old is Don Cheadle? He's looking. He's looking old. Yeah, he actually is. I mean, I I don't think he's over. He's not over sixty. It's probably fifty though. Hold on, for sure. 36 46 He was born in 1936. He's 52. <laughs> He's 52. Yeah. yeah. He looks about like mid 50s, early 50s kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that he's, area. He was looking a little older. Um, but yeah, great scene. Uh, and they decide that they need to either, uh, they talk about this. This is a big point. Okay. So vision has this stone in his head. That is something that, something that Thanos needs to get the job done. And this is one of those points in the movie where the characters make a decision to try to save one of their own in order or make a selfish decision that ultimately leads to what happens later on in the movie. And had they just been like, let's just kill vision and destroy the stone. I know. Destroy it. Destroy it. I see you, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like, had they just they ne- done they it? They needed to. It, had they just done it, it would have worked. But I mean, I get it because 
Velma or what's her name? Wanda is in love with Viz. So it's like, that's fine. Um, Scooby-Doo reference. Uh, but like, that's, it's fine. You know, they, they did what they did and they go to Wakanda and they believe that the Wakandans and black Panther can protect them long enough to, try to cut this thing out of his head and it's but like then okay. rut row raggy it doesn't work out you know what i mean all <laughs> <laughs> oh, these aliens are coming in real quick scoops um, oh no scoop i, I mean all these aliens but it, so it's like okay they could have probably prevented this from happening but it's good and then they're like where could we possibly go and captain america's like i think i know a place freaking drum start and i just got so jacked and then it just shows him go talk to the winter soldier and we're all another character i don't care to see take all the winter soldier out and put groot in his place except for the winter soldier is used for the best joke of the entire movie rocket i'm gonna get that oh i know i'm gonna get that arm oh (laughs) gosh dude Um, let's just okay since i already spoiled that joke but that is the funniest joke in the entire movie where Rocket yeah, looks really at the is. Winter Soldier and he's got that fake arm and he's like, how much for the arm? And he just walks away and he goes, I'll get that arm. I'll get that arm. Because that's an ongoing bit with Rocket. You know, he's always stealing like limbs from people or things. He steals that eye. He just loves um, getting other people's body parts. He thinks it's funny. It's so weird. And that is, yeah, that is so good. I think, you know, the Winter Soldier was barely used in this, so I don't really have so much of a problem. With no, him. I like, don't. They showed him He's for fine. a second. He like he hardly has anything. You know what I'm learning though is like there's a lot of people that read the comics. Um, which we just went to a comic store yesterday, and Leanna got a bunch of comic books and stuff. Um, and I I feel like there's a large majority of people that have read the comics, and because of the comics, they're obsessed with Bucky. Like there's a lot of people that randomly are just so obsessed with the winter soldier. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it <laughs> at all, but, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I guess that's my main thing. So I just don't really get it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm trying to hop on board that he's awesome, but I don't know. Right. He's, yeah, no. Like every time I, I, that always like surprises me when I go to these. Bucky shows up. When I when I go to these things, I'm always surprised at how many people are so knowledgeable about what happens in the comics. Like I know I have never. I seriously don't know anybody that reads comics. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I think it's now. great if you do. Yeah, I've just never. Yeah. I've never met somebody that's into comics, but they always are there at these showings. Like I was sitting uh-huh. there. This dude went by himself yesterday or the day before, and after the movie him and i just went off on about a bunch of the stuff that happened but he was really into the comics and so he told me a bunch of stuff about like captain marvel and all this this stuff and i was like oh my gosh wow you know and he just he just was really knowledgeable about like uh-huh. the, the universe outside of this so anyways mm-hmm. it's super interesting but um it is extremely interesting <clears throat> but i love i love everything that happens in wakanda i mean black panther is the best and and when they get to wakanda i think it's fantastic and those alien ships land 
and they kind of throws you right in again. And I right think that, into that the action. I think that that's a really good move. And they had this this somewhat like medieval battle. You know what I mean? They yeah, had super, like two yeah. armies squaring off against each other, and there is this anticipation that is so epic. And then when it finally happens, it's really entertaining, and you get to see each character kind of have cool moments in the battle, and and you get to see how like badass Black Panther is because he's just freaking the best. Um, Dude, when him and Steve Rogers are running and, ahead of everybody like oh, super fast. Oh that my was gosh. so tight. Yeah, I got so excited there. Well, when he's like, when he goes, Wakanda forever, and just turns yeah. into the Black Panther, I was so jacked. I was like, yes, love this guy. I cried. I peed a little. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're in. Um, oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but so, yeah, that was that was fantastic. Uh, I, lo- I loved all that, and I thought that that was, I thought that that was, we talk about having, like, it being necessary for the Avengers to fight off, like, a giant like army in a battle um, where none of the people that are dying mean anything. It's just pretty much for us to watch them do mm-hmm. whatever. And I think that that, I think that that was a good excuse for it. And it totally made sense to the plot line that Thanos is off trying to recover many of the infinity stones and he sends his army to try to mm-hmm. snag this one. So it just, it made and that oh. army is crazy too. They're, they're a lot different than other things that we've seen. They're you know, scary. they're a lot, a lot more dangerous. Yeah, they're, they're scary. They're they're scary. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're kind of scary, dude. Um, yeah, but they just uh, I mean, and they like end up like overcoming everybody. But we should probably pop back to the space because now we're starting to um, everything's going to kind of start colliding here. Right. Right. So yeah, what what happens is uh, I I think that we should maybe so what happened in within the Iron Man and Spider-Man plot is that they killed mm-hmm. Ebony Maw, that guy with the alien reference. Love that. That was like one of my favorite jokes in the whole movie. Except for it's alien that that happens and not aliens. Correct. Doesn't that happen in aliens too? I think do they she, do something like that in aliens. I I'm pretty sure that she shoots the big one outside as well in aliens. Yeah. Oh yeah, she does. She does in like the big lower thing, right? Yeah, she in lower fifth. What? Lower fifth. Lower we'll like fifth. turkeys on Thanksgiving down there. <laughs> no, sorry. She's fighting with Bishop. Or she's fighting the giant alien with Bishop, and then she somehow gets it to get sucked out of the cargo bay or something like mm-hmm. that. Anyway, um, but I, I thought the great reference. Uh, yep. I thought it was kind of an anticlimactic end for that character, uh, killing that bad guy, but necessary. So, uh, mm-hmm. and I thought that the, whatever happened between, uh, Iron Man and Dr. Strange whole conversation was fantastic. And the introduction between Spider-Man and Dr. Strange was great. Um, I don't understand how, how that head can fit in that helmet or whatever. That was a good line. I also really like the, uh, you know, that joke that was used in the trailer. So it just, you were expecting it, but the context mm-hmm. made it so much funnier when he's like, Oh yeah. Definitely. You know, Hey, I'm, I'm and Peter. And he's like, take. Dr. Strange. And he's like, Oh, we're using our made up names. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man then. He's like, like yeah, he, I don't know, man. Tom Holland is killing it for me. In, especially insane. in this movie. Like he has, he has this really awkward way about him that makes it seem so believable that it's just this 15 year old kid that Dude, just randomly has superpowers. Also when he gets like knighted to become an Avenger, he's like, you're an Avenger. Now 
he like kind of smiles and then like kind of stiffens up and like kind of has like a, almost like a nervous look in his face, just like his facial acting. And I know scene. I was like, well, gosh, and I don't even know if a lot of people noticed the humor in that moment, but it is so funny because he, it's, it's like so he good. got knighted and then he like stands at attention, you know, like it's yeah. like, he's supposed to be doing that or something. I don't know. That was, that was really funny to me. Um, but so I, I really like those guys and they decided to take the fight to Thanos, which I thought was, was really cool. Dr. Strange like, okay, Stark. We'll do this. That's good. Um, and then they run into the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I I loved that entire sequence where they're fighting the Guardians of the Galaxy. And um, like seeing seeing Star-Lord fight against those guys was really cool because he that's always what I kind of wondered is because Star-Lord doesn't seem like that he doesn't seem like he could really take on a lot of the Avengers, but mm-hmm. he utilizes his technology and like all the little things that he does to his advantage. Yeah. And he, he does really well. He, holds he, his own. he knocks Spider-Man out. Um, yeah. so that was good, but you know, he's a planner. He's a leader. He's good. Um, mm-hmm. but man, when they have that, like that standoff where, Quill is threatening to kill Spider-Man and Iron Man, Tony Stark is like, yeah, go ahead. You kill my guy. I'll smoke yours or something like that. He like delivers that line. Really? I don't know. He meant it. I know it was sweet, dude. Like that scene was really cool to me. It just seemed like those characters were really believable in that moment. (laughs) Yeah. So do it. I can take it. No, he can't take it. The Doctor Strange is like, no, he he can't. You can't take it. I love that. Drax is so funny, man. He's so stupid. Oh, oh I, I freaking love that. I'm gonna ask you this one time: Where is Gamora? Yeah, I'll do you one better. Who is Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why, why is Gamora? Gamora? <laughs> that is so good. I was like, gosh. It just hit me like the second time I saw it, I saw that joke coming. So it wasn't as good. But the first time I saw that, it just hit so out of nowhere. I was just like, God, Drax, you're such an idiot. (laughs) Never is. Oh, he's such a moron. It's incredible. I love it. Sometimes he would ever go over my head ever. I would catch catch it. it. Oh, man. Yeah, he has. He has some of the most beautiful comedic moments in this movie in the whole, and, and in the whole MCU. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. So, but I, I love that. I, I loved all of that. And then those guys going out there to kind of plan for, uh, Thanos showing up and them exploring and having a conversation about all the things. And I, I loved all that. I thought that was great. Um, what did you think about Dr. Strange, like going into the future and seeing like 14 million different, uh, eventualities of the upcoming conflict. I mean, did that, did you buy that? Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. Definitely. I Cause mean, that was, that was a question that I had in Dr. Strange when he, you know, like Sarlacc or whatever, Sarlacc, uh, I have come to bargain. Um, when he, when he does that, like he, I wondered how long he spent doing that. How long did he get killed by that giant monster in wherever? See, that's the thing. Like people talk about that. Yeah. With Dr. Strange all the time saying like, you know, I don't think that Dormammu would have given up so quick. And it's like, the thing is, you don't know how long that was going on for. Like that could have been going on for like, he, I mean, hundreds, probably not, but thousands he, of years could have been there for like a thousand years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the groundhog day thing. You know, you watch the movie groundhog day and 
it's kind of like, oh, you know, it takes place. And you're like, maybe he spent like a year or two there. And it's like, no, to do what he did, he probably lived in Punxsutawney for like at least 100 years, maybe 200. But he could have been there for thousands. You know, I know it's just crazy to think about. So I, I always have that thought when I see Doctor Strange, because at the end of that movie, it's like, how long did he do that? And then he sits there and he sees 14 million eventualities. And it's like, oh, my gosh, how long did you just spend? living through all those. You know, I know. what I mean? It's insane. Forever. It's just crazy. But so, uh, Dr. Strange sees the, these eventualities and says that they only win one. And I always, I thought that that was kind of interesting. So it's like, there is one scenario in which we, in which they win. So does he just, is he just trying to play this out? He, uh, yeah, that's uh, what that's we're seeing. How is I... that one time like the one time that they win is what he's seeing. But I mean, spoiler alert, he doesn't make it. So does he only see up until he dies? Right. I think so. Probably. I think he's just trying to make sure everything goes according to that. Probably that exact eventuality. And that's, you know, he hands over, he hands over the, uh, the time stone, obviously because he knows he has to in order for things to, work out that's kind of what i got from it at least um it's crazy i don't know it i mean is. if he wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have handed over the time stone tony stark would have died pretty much everybody else probably would have died um but i just wonder if he can see past can he see past his own life you know what i mean i doubt it i, I don't think so i don't know if i think so either but may i don't know maybe he sees he saw some future where Iron Man has the ability to prevent this from happening. You know what I mean? He like he knows that Iron Man has a role to play. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't quite understand how that all is going to add up. So I'll be curious to see. But anyway, so they go along and they have the plan that whenever Thanos gets there, that they are going to just as a group bring him down and try to take the the gauntlet off of him, which Mm -hmm. great plan, great plan. And they almost have it. And dang you quill quill is an idiot. It's just like, yeah, gosh, dude, why are you doing that? But before we get there, we guess we could talk about that scene where, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Thanos hucks Gamora off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, uh, man. I was like, okay, first of all, the Red Skull thing. So many people in my audience are like, oh, Red Skull. <laughs> like, so excited. You didn't like it? I love Hugo Weaving. So I was just like stoked. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I was just kind of like, cool. Yeah. No, that's, well, I guess that's more where I was. I was just like, nice. I wasn't disappointed by it in any way. It's I wasn't just like, Oh no, that's stupid. I was more like, sweet. It's kind of one of those things where like the guy behind me, as soon as the movie ended, like after that ending, the guy behind me goes, I can't believe they brought Red Skull back. And I wanted to be like, that's the first thing you were thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're thinking of. Are you kidding me? It's like, why? Why is that on the top of your mind? How? Like uh, it just, it's beyond me. But anyway, so no, I think that that's where I'm kind of hard on the red school. were like, yes, <laughs> you know, You're so like, stoked. And I'm like, well, it's cool. It's sweet. You know, whatever. I liked, uh, I liked the visual effects, man. The very Voldemort ish thing going on. Demental, um, demental. 
Tomato. Um, yeah, Dainese Fireball. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I really like that whole scene. And I love the fact that she's like, she starts like smirking and laughing just because she's like, nice. He doesn't love anything. Like she is so 100% certain, you know, she's just like, this is perfect. You finally get what you deserve. And then that's, see, these are the points in the movie with Thanos that you're like, gosh, you kind of feel for this guy because you're like, man, he does care. You he know, does. He, he loves her like he a daughter. He's a compassionate, he's a compassionate being. And he's a compassionate he's, California raisin. He's, you know, homegrown, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, that scene's pretty emotional, man. And then it's just like the Loki scene, you know, it's just like, gosh, it's just well, brutal. And I love the, I love the imagery of it. Um, in that they, they have that scene at the beginning where he grabs her by the hand and leads her over. And in this moment, he grabs her by the hand and hucks her off this cliff. And it, it just seemed, it, it was very symbolic of, you know, mm-hmm. it was two, two separate moments between those two characters, but you know, it's the beginning of their relationship and it's the end of their relationship and it starts the same as it ends. And I and thought she's, that was super. It's like, and she's dead. I mean, she's gone. I think that she, I don't know, man. Like, I hope that they don't bring her back because I mean, obviously like I was really sad that she was going to die, but I was like, that's good. That's, I mean, that's, that creates like some real, the real stakes for these characters. You know what I mean? Like that's, it does. That's big. And so like my, my reasoning that I don't think she would come back would be, he got the soul stone, you know, he got the soul stone by her paying a life, you know? So I just don't think, I don't think they would bring her back. And I would kind of hope not. Like you're saying, I hope they don't because well, if they just kill, if they bring back everybody that dies and it's just like, cause if they bring back everybody that dies from the snap, that's fine. Like I get it. Yeah. But, and I don't know, they just have to, they'd have to explain it pretty well for me, I guess. Um, they would, I mean the characters that that shouldn't come back that won't come back, I'm sure would be Gamora vision and Loki. Like there's no way any of them would come back. Right. Um, but yeah, that in, in, like you said, the imagery of that entire scene, that planet is just crazy uh-huh. that all that. And then like when it happens, all of a sudden he's just like alone, all those little shots of him all of a sudden just alone in complete silence. And he's like laying in the water, um, in the water. Um, he, it's just, yeah. So good. So, so good. good. Yeah, I love that. Um, so, but then he gets that and he immediately, that's like, he, he goes right to, uh, Titan and goes and sees Captain Earth, mm-hmm. Iron Man and Spider-Man and Quill and all those guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I thought that that was awesome. Like the little conversation between him and Dr. Strange. And he's like, you look more like a Thanos. That was, that was yeah. cool. Uh, I, I like that. And, uh, I thought that the, the way that all that played out, um, everybody using their own, using their powers to their advantage, the Spider-Man magic, magic again, magic with a kick. Like that was, that yeah. was tight. That was sweet. So good. So I like, I like to see all those characters working together and Quill is a moron. It's just like, dang it, dude. Quill is an absolute moron. Yeah. He blew it. I mean, he, he's the reason. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like you, you kind of have to be in your head like, well, Dr. Strange saw this coming. Like he probably could have prevented that from happening or I don't know, man. It's just, 
It's like, dude, come on. You have him down. It's like, but it's a, it's one of those things. It's a character development (sighs) thing. And like, you can see Quill doing that, you know, it's not just like some random, you know, if they would have had any other character do that, but it's like, it's the girl that he loves. He doesn't have anybody else. And he's looking at this guy. He's just like, screw you. And he thinks he can just like hit him, I guess, without altering the plan. I don't know. But he blows it. It's, you know. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, I get it. I get it. That's big time. That would be that would be the move that his character would make. But it's still a bummer. Um, But that. Yeah. So that was that was pretty nuts. But then he brings that moon down, which was also awesome. Oh, my gosh. I love seeing Iron Man just get owned by that. And then Spider-Man's running around saving all those guys that like flew up in the air. He's like, I'm so bad with names. (laughs) I know. Sorry, I can't remember your names. Uh, that was that was great. Um, if you throw one more moon at me, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> I am gonna lose it. It's such a good I line. Love that line. Yeah. Um, um, but, but I mean, I, and that's go. that's when Iron Man gets killed, man. And that's dude, not killed, but he gets stabbed. And I thought I thought that was it. I thought that I thought was that it. was it too, man. Like this movie it had such a twist on it. Like going into this movie, I was like, one of the Avengers is probably gonna die. You know, somebody's going to die. And I was kind of thinking either Iron Man or Captain America, one of the big players, you right. know? And, uh, I mean, that fight is so awesome. And then Thanos just owns him. And that stab is so abrupt. And so just like, oh, it's like, I don't even know. It was one of those moments in the theater that I was just like, oh my gosh. You know, like you knew that that was it. Yeah. Like certain. I think that and that's the point just, in the movie too, where I think that as soon as Thanos goes to Titan, I think that that's when the movie becomes like flawless. And I never questioned mm-hmm. it after that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like before that, there was like, oh, you know, it's pretty fun. You know, I'm still, I was just like, this is a fun movie. You know, it's a cool movie. And then that happens and you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But yeah, man, I thought we were going to lose Tony there. Didn't. And that's when, uh, that's when Dr. Strange gives Thanos, the the stone, and it's just like, man, this is nuts. This is crazy. And before that, before the Iron Man fight, Doctor Strange has that fight with Thanos. Oh That's yeah, incredible. yeah, which is amazing. That one was one of my so favorite cool. parts of the film. And I just love yeah. Doctor Strange. Like he's only had one movie, but he immediately is just like, I'm one of the most power, powerful I th- Avengers. I think. I he think might if be I was the- to say favorite character from this movie, Doctor Strange, no doubt in my mind, really. It's Black Widow. Hands down. (laughs) I could never guess. I always think I could guess, but you're right. Once again, Black Widow. Easily. The best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, But so that Um, that was all awesome. And obviously Thanos gets that and he's going to go back to Earth. But before that, we kind of skipped this part. But it's also there's just so many different storylines that it's hard to keep up which are happening uh, in parallel with each other. But man, when Thor gets the hammer and he just uses the Bifrost to shoot back to Earth and shows up, that is. I started laughing. Because it was just like I was in it was like I was in, in ecstasy in that moment. It was just like, oh, my gosh, this is one of the coolest moments I've ever that seen is, in a it movie. It was the coolest thing you've ever seen. Seriously. In a movie. It's amazing. It, I mean, it's it's seriously. It, yeah, it was outrageous how cool that was, man. His eyes lighting up all the lightning and how freaking powerful the what Stormbreaker. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, dude. 
he I shows up and man, and I think that a lot of it has to do with uh with Hulk yelling out, Oh man, you guys are so screwed now. Yeah, Cause I it's know. just like, he knows how powerful Thor is. And it's just like, this is going to be so tight. And then it is so tight. And it is. But I mean, the one thing is, um, all that stuff's happening. And it's a great battle. And like everything that's happening on Wakanda, the girls trying to get vision and try to get the infinity stone out or whatever. Um, the guy sneaks in. There's all that that side stuff that happens. A lot of really great battles that happens. There's the one between Black Widow and uh, Scarlet Witch, and they do all that. She's like, that's gross. Um, but everybody ends up going to that side that in, in the forest, kind of, to go save Vision. And one of the things that I heard right after the film was like, why wasn't Thor there sooner? Like, why didn't, why wouldn't he just be there, you know? And uh, the way that I justified it in my head is that everybody that was there had a calm in their ear, like always, you know, all the Avengers are always like talking to each other, but Thor came from the Bifrost, so he didn't have that. And he's just trying to wreck this army. And like, he didn't, you know, he probably didn't see that Thanos was there, recognize that until like, you know, 20 seconds after, which by that point, all that stuff had happened or whatever. Right. Something. I don't know. I I don't even know. Think about that. I didn't yeah, I heard it somebody say it right after the movie. They're like, "Why well, wasn't Thor there? He could have just stopped everything." And I was like, "Well, you know, that was my only defense to that." So, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I didn't even think about it because it just it just made sense to me. I guess so. It all made sense to me pretty pretty well too. Yeah, I I love that. I I love the introduction of Thor into that battle though, and I think that like Groot was going off love Groot. I know Could have used a lot more of that uh, rocket being spun by the winter soldier, obviously then delivers the, I'm going to get that arm line, which is the best. Uh, and then, Oh man. And then the, uh, Oh, Hey, good to see you, Steve. Let me introduce you to my friend tree. And then the, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah, he's like just so, so basic. Like, oh, okay, cool. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> just, I love that. It's just like, it's like, you know, he assumes that Groot is like some primitive being that doesn't speak their language or something like that. And he's like, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. Pats his chest. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was so funny. I don't know. I laughed really hard at that. No, I um, love that too. That was all great. It's a very Captain America line, you know, they right, kind of do right. that stuff in the original Avengers. A lot of that like, yeah. kind of playing with how basic he is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, another thing though, that I, I thought of was, uh, I, another line that I really enjoyed was when Scarlet Witch went into the fray and she like grabbed those huge machines and like smashed them down on the army. And then the Wakandan lady, she was like, why has she been up there the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I laughed really hard because it's true. You'd be like, I don't know what's going on up there, but she should have been down here because she is because way she is too a powerful. Lot of help. Yeah. We should have had somebody else stay or, you know, cause she can get anywhere immediately. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, final battle is awesome. But then, I mean, none of it matters because when Thanos shows up, see, that's the thing. Thanos yeah. shows up, dude. And it's, it's dirty. He own it's dirty, baby. Um, <laughs> he owns everybody, man. Absolutely owns everybody. Best part about all that, though, is Cap catching that gauntlet and kind of having an effect on it, like holding Thanos's power. And I love that look he gives. Just like, what the heck? How can this human 
do this. You know, that's probably what he's saying, you know, in his head. It's like, how in the world is this guy even? And then he this? just I don't get knocks it. Cap out. I love, dude, it's such like brute force. He does it to Black Panther too, just like the, the punch on the face straight into the ground. It's just like, oh. He does that to Iron Man too, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah, I think Something. he like punches people in the face multiple times and they just just go limp. Just Donzo. Gosh, that that Iron Man scene, man. He's like destroying his armor and then it's just like ju, ju, su. Oh, you know what oh. was the best though is I forgot about in that Iron Man scene, Iron Man like goes off and gets a good clean cut on his face. Uh-huh. And he's like, All that work just for some just for a drop of blood. Just for a drop and of blood. And then owns him and you're like, oh. And then completely owns Iron Man. Oh, it's like yeah. the best thing the best that Iron Man can do is make him bleed a little bit. He just I know. doesn't even hold a toe. Oh. But yeah, man, he just freaking he owns everybody. And uh, you know, as anybody that's seen this movie now knows it's like scarlet witch and vision have that plan what did you think Uh, about that man i thought that that was that was just so heartbreaking to see that character kill her boyfriend i know literally kills him see they did a good job with like they did a good job with that i felt like i know that scene was kind of dumb with her calling him viz and stuff but like that's why i loved this movie so much because i didn't think anything was like that over the top cheesy i didn't hate anybody really it was just like i felt like they finally nailed those characters right there and i right. was like nice. yes yeah. you know like i i got where vision was coming from um i got where she was coming from and yeah that was a brutal scene dude like and i loved it up until i think the most brutal part about that scene is like the, the infinity stone breaks and everything happens and then he uses the time stone and he's like there is no time or whatever turns it back. And then when he freaking reaches into vision's head and just yanks out the thing and you see vision's entire body just go gray. And yeah. it's like, Oh, now he's dead. He just <laughs> like, absolutely he killed just ripped that guy. out his brain. Like that was brutal to me. I was like, jeez. Yeah. Um, it's heartbreaking, man. Heartbreaking. It's just too much. A lot of this stuff in the ending, it's just like, Oh my gosh. And we'll get to the worst, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, but then that brings it to that point. So, I mean, and uh, I think that, I think that that was one of the best parts is that Thor had been talking about that, you know, like you're, you'll die for that at the beginning. And then he's talking mm-hmm. about Thanos. He's just another guy in the 1500 years. that's trying to kill me or trying to do something and I'll defeat him too, you know, and what happens if you don't? And he's like, well, what else do I have to lose? Uh, and so he makes that awesome new hammer and he comes in with a flying move. You think that Thor's got him. I mean, it's sick. He, he plants it right into through his the chest. chest and you're like, Oh my gosh. And I, I knew that wasn't going to be it. Like there's no way that that's like the final, but you forgot something. about the snap of the fingers. Yeah. It's like by that point, I had completely forgot that like he even had all six and that with the snap of his fingers, everything could happen. And it's just like, no, (laughs) you know, he's like, you should have gone for the head and says that. And it's just so quick. Boom. Like, I love that reaction from Thor. He's just like, no. And it's just like, boom. What do you like? Ever, like, it's just like, like, there's just like such a weird feeling in the air. And Thor's like, what did you do? What did you do? You know, like he just freaks out 
And the look on Thor's face and then Thanos just disappears. And it's just, oh man, the futility of the situation was so beautiful to me, man. Cause I could not believe what just happened. I was like, oh my gosh, he did it. Like it's, it's happening. And it's then it's done. It's not like, this isn't a joke. You know, this isn't like just a ploy and they can come back from this. Like, and then it goes to Thanos talking to Gamora and She's like, did you do it? And she's, he's like, yes. And she's like, what did it cost? And he's like, everything. And, and then it cuts back to everybody. First one to go, Bucky. Just freaking fades to ashes. Then you see Black Panther go. You that's, see when, that's when it gets serious. You're like, oh, okay. Black oh, Panther's no, They going. took away Black Panther. But that's like, also when away. you know, that's also when you know it's not going to stick. You know what I mean? I know. It's yeah. like Black Panther goes and you're all, okay, well, these guys are coming back. But still, they I mean, the, the situation, still, it was like, horrifyingly sad and just so Scarlet Witch terrible. Goes. Yeah, it's like I mean, so all the, goes. pretty much all the B characters go. The only ones that are left are like the main squad. Yeah, Wilson goes. Yeah, Which Sam I goes. Love, War Machine stayed. That's, that's, the be- that's one of the best parts about it, though. And that's what I realized as soon as, as, soon as I saw it the first time, I was like, that is beautiful. You set up Avengers four with the freaking main cast, the yeah. main players it's, that were there in Avengers one. It's just like that is so perfect. And maybe you'll lucky, add Captain, but, a little bit lucky for them, um, <laughs> but a little Bucky. Um, uh, oh, but I just I love that. I thought that was so beautiful. It's just like perfect. We're going into Avengers four with the people that we know. You know? And I, I really, man, they had so many good moments in that scene, though. Like when Rocket watches Groot disappear, it's heartbreaking. Oh, oh, absolute heartbreaking. Groot, you know, because Rocket is such like I know he just he has he doesn't have very many moments like that where you see like genuine concern or care out of him, and he's mm-hmm. oh that was so good. And let's I'm trying cut to, think to of who, let's yeah I know it's like you're just waiting for the big let's one. Let's cut to Titan. Let's yeah. cut to Titan. So Titan happens, and it looks like they're all kind of regrouping after that fight with Thanos and Mantis looks up and she's like, something just happened. And that look, I just, I just love how the group is kind of like, Oh, tight. Something horrible just happened. What's what's going on. And who's the first one to go? Is it, it's, is, I think it, it's, it's Mantis. It's Mantis. She goes and then Drax goes and then Drax he's, goes. I love how he says Quill, you know, like he like he's looks like, to Quill, like he's like, stay strong Quill or says something like that. And I, dude, Quills is really emotional too. Cause he's like, Oh no, he does something like that. Or he like, says, Oh on, man. Like, he's like, Oh man. And like, it's you such can a genuine, like, I love, and I love, I love the genuine reaction from like him and the next character. But like mm-hmm. Quill just goes, Oh man. Just like knowing he's dead. You know what I mean? See, like that's like, that's next really one, cool. The next one is the setup for everything. When you watch Doctor Strange do that, like he looks at Tony Stark and he's it's almost like you know why I had to do this type deal. That's kind of what I it's like I'm sorry, but I had to do this. He's like I'm sorry. And it, Doctor was, St- it was the only way. And you know that like and that's and that's what I do love about the Doctor Strange character is that he's sitting there and he's like this had to happen. This was my plan. This wouldn't have happened unless I willed it to happen this way. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool because you're like, okay, there is an overall plan. But then he disappears too, and it's like, oh my gosh. And then And then saving so Private the Ryan. Next, I know. So the next one, so here's the thing. Spider-Man lasts longer than everybody else. Do you know why that is? No. So 
Spider-Man he has regenerative uh, properties that exceed everybody else. One of Spider-Man's powers is that he heals much quicker. So if he were to get cut, like it would start healing. You know what I mean? He's he's mm-hmm. much like Wolverine in that way. It's much slower than Wolverine. But hey, we had that discussion during the Spider-Man Homecoming podcast, right. and that 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 settles that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and but that's that's what I was reading is that that's why it took him longer for that to happen and also he realized what was happening to him as soon as it all went down is because he had the spidey sense and so he could feel what was going to happen to him and so i think that that's why we got more of an emotional response out of him but i mean this is is your thing you go ahead i feel like i feel like you're more into that scene than anybody i know well, so <laughs> I t- <laughs> come on it's uh I'm not laughing. I'm crying. Um, I just, I don't know, man, that is such an emotional scene to me. It's very, it's like, it reminded me of saving private Ryan, like the mama, mama scene like that. Right. right, It's just this young kid and Tom Holland. Once again, I mean, we can't say enough about the kid, but like his acting, uh, it's just so heartbreaking, man. This kid that's just like, I I don't want to go. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to die. You know, like I, it's, it's what you would feel like it, I know that in that situation, that's what I would feel like. It's like, I don't want to go, you know, I don't want this to happen to me. And he's holding on to this father figure esque Tony Stark, you know? And it's just like, I think it's one of the most powerful scenes I've ever seen on screen as well as definitely one of the most powerful scenes in, in the Marvel universe. I mean, it was just, heartbreaking and then he just says i'm sorry and he goes i remember hearing so many people right after that just (laughs) 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 just all over you know you're like gosh this is getting everybody yeah man and then tony stark but then robert downey jr man his reaction his facial facial expressions he's just he's just shocked you know just he's just sitting there like broken oh my gosh this kid just freaking Yeah, this kid just turned to ash in my arms. You know, it's just like, oh, it's horrible. But man, yeah, Tom Holland's delivery on that, like, like I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. You know? Yeah. Mr. Stark, I'm sorry. It's like, uh, oh, buddy, it's the worst, man. Something that, like, I heard a lot of people say, though, is that in in uh in spider-man homecoming he says something to the effect of if you if you get somebody killed that's on you if you get killed that's i feel like that's on me and yeah that's uh that's something that a lot of people brought up but i just want to like counter that point he spider-man would have died either way it's not mm-hmm. he was part of the random selection it's a random selection you know so the people that yeah. went are just the people that were randomly selected. Quite convenient that it's the five original Avengers that didn't get chosen to die. But um, anyway, I thought that that was I thought that was interesting that people were bringing that up because it's like no, even if he were on Earth, he yeah, still would have yeah. he still would have gone. Um, um, dude, and then like I've wanted to bring this up. I almost said it at the beginning of the podcast, but like my favorite the thing that blew my mind the most about this movie is like this theme that I thought of. And I'm sure they, they thought of this too. And this was like a part of their plan, but like six stones, six days. And on the seventh day, the Lord rested. And like that, that theme to me was just incredible. Like Thanos goes through all of this and 
work so hard to get all these stones to basically build his empire to to set everything in balance set the universe or whatever his you know the galaxy in balance and then on the seventh day he rests and like that's that's at least what i got from it kind of like that that little theme i don't know if they thought of that that's just kind of what i got from it um and he's looking at like he mentioned he wanted to watch a sunset or whatever and like oh my gosh dude like him sitting there and watching that sunset was just like I don't know. The music. The music, man. Everything was just like, gosh, this freaking guy. And then it just ends. And then it just ends, and you're like, no way. Dude, that's what I could not believe, is that they just kill everybody, end with Thanos smiling on a sunset, end. And you're like, oh my god. That that was insane. Like, it's just nothing. Just nothing. That you can do and i love and captain just, america i think his last i think his last line and one of the last i think the last line of the movie is captain america is. saying oh god yeah he goes oh god and it's just like because that's all it is man it's just the most shocking thing ever it seriously is the most heartbreaking sad twist on this marvel universe that like i could have ever imagined they right. they did in this movie that I never thought they would do. Like I never thought, not in a million years, that this would happen. That this kind of plot would happen, and that's why I freaking love it. Because they took there's other franchises and other things to where I'm like, you have all the pieces. I just wish you would have done with it. You know the potential. You know I, I wish you would have used the potential that you had. Right. And I feel like this movie used every bit of that it's just i can't even believe it man i still can't like just talking about it gives me goosebumps because i'm just like i can't believe that this movie was that good i just can't it's just it's crazy no i agree man i agree it was unreal it was unbelievable and the ending was so good and for for movies that always seem to be so lighthearted and so fun it was it was great to see the you know, the culmination of all this work going into, into this movie where they do leave us wanting more and they leave us feeling sad. And, and, uh, you know, we were very surprised too. I think that that's, that's great. Um, I was blown away with how much they've raised the stakes and how much they've, they've raised the bar in what a Marvel movie can be and should be and mm-hmm. i don't know man it's it's changed it's changed me a little bit in in how i feel about all the other movies because if this is what they're working up to then it's like man you guys I are making good it. movies now you know this, yeah, is, assuming, this is sweet because the last Avengers four is great you know I, I really i mean but it's not going to change this movie and well, i don't think that phase is going to flop at all and phase three has been so good too that you know yeah. it's just it's we're we're in a different world of Marvel movies like those. Yeah. First Avengers was sweet and first Iron Man was good and some of them were okay and stuff, but phase three has been so good. And this movie was beyond belief. It was so good. And I, I don't see now I'm curious about Captain Marvel. Now I'm curious about all that just to see. 
Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I, I think that you know because they have that final scene where Nick Fury and uh, Kobe Smolders. Oh, how they, disappointed were you? How disappointed oh, were you when you saw? So them? glad to see her again! Yay! Go back to Canada, Robin. Uh, oh, oh type bird, dude. Okay. Uh, hey, um, but yeah, you know something that 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 was so interesting is that they use that little pager or whatever you know old flashing cell phone i don't know what that is to call Mm -hmm. captain marvel and something that somebody posted on reddit is that they're calling the 90s and so i was kind of curious if maybe he's calling her back in time could be because well, the Captain Marvel movie is based in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. I, I I didn't get the sense that, what, she has to travel and forward in time? I don't know, dude. Captain Marvel's so powerful. I, was, I mean, there's like... This is major spoiler, but... Um, there's like a set there's like set photos and stuff i guess that there is some time travel in the next movie i guess or something i don't know i'm sure like, there I, is yeah I, I don't know much description on it but like everything's on um, the table right now yeah it's just like i don't even know what to think so um and we're already going through dimensions i mean they got us they got us going everywhere here um but yeah i'm looking for, i mean brie larson's great dude and i think she's freaking just a great actress. So I'm looking forward to it. Apparently there's like, like Nick Fury is a part of the captain Marvel universe though. So I'm just like, please no. Yeah. It's a younger Nick Fury, like in the nineties and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well, Maybe if it's not Sammy J, I'm sure it will be. Oh man. But, Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited though, man. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome seeing what they do with captain Marvel. And it's going to be amazing seeing what they do with the next one. I think that this was just, they knocked it out of the park. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that I like it more than iron man or the first Avengers, just because I think it's, it's too close to call. Um, and I also, I also think that this movie kind of has that feel where the ending is so strong that it overshadows uh, other parts of the movie, you know, because I think this entire movie, I was watching it going, this is really fun. This is a good time. And then it gets to the ending and you're like, that was the best movie I've ever seen. And, and I think that I don't think it is that good of a. I don't think it's that great. I think it's just, the ending is so good that it, it makes it seem so much better than it maybe is. But I do, I do love it. I do think it's incredible. I just, I kind of was thinking that in my head the first time I walked out, I was so blown away and I kind of checked myself. I was like, I don't even, I don't even know if it's better than the first Avengers, but it's great. And the ending was unbelievable. So it's by far the best movie that's ever came out (laughs) ever. So, and you, you suck better than school rock. Yeah, I think so too. It is. It is. Hello. It's better in school rock. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Better in school rock. See ya. Bye. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I don't know. Bring Wonder Boy into this though. I don't know. It's just I don't know. Do you I'm think so that? Just like, do you think that if this happened, fifty percent of the world's wiped out? Do you think that KG or Jack Black were wiped out? I would want them either both wiped out or both here. 
Yeah, I wouldn't want to live in a world where one exists but and the other doesn't. if we're it. talking realistically, uh, KG could go. I love KG, but if we're going to keep somebody, we got to keep Jack Black. Miles Finch. We bring in Miles Finch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was also something that, that I was thinking, though, is that 50% of the world's population would just be incinerated you know they're just dude it's like the rapture man exactly trippy so many people so many people would think that it is like the biblical biblical christian rapture and then they would be so confused with the random selection of it they'd be like but that guy you know but why are you still here you were like you know it was just it would be so confusing it would be ridiculous i thought that was interesting to think about i stood on that for a while hey um also, one thing we didn't mention, there's no Hawkeye in this film, which was freaking awesome because now I kind of want Hawkeye back. Good we were call. starting to not li- we were starting to not like him in Civil War. It's like, okay, I get it. It's got you know family. What? I didn't know that Ant-Man wasn't going to be in this. I didn't realize that and I didn't think yeah. about it once. No. It got to the very end and somebody was like, there's no Ant-Man. And I was like, oh my gosh, there wasn't any Ant-Man. No. Like, it totally surprised me. And now you kind of want, well, I don't know about Ant-Man for me, but definitely Hawkeye. Like, yeah, no, I'm, excited I'm looking to forward to back. seeing him again. Um, so good, dude. I bet his, <laughs> such I a bet, good movie. I bet his family disappeared and he's just going to be like miserable. Yeah, I bet they find him like hiding or something. That'd be mm-hmm. sweet. Like old man Hawkeye. Yeah, that'd be tight. Be tight. Well, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I think that that about covers it. I mean, we could sit here and talk about this movie forever. Talk for infinity. Maybe we'll do some more thoughts on it sometime as we as we see it a couple more times. I'm sure that I'm probably going to go to it at least once more in theaters. I'm definitely going to go. Yeah, one more time for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. So, uh, but great stuff. Great podcast. If you feel like reaching out to us, we have plenty of venues on social media. Um, yeah, we do. Um, Instagram, we have a professor podcast trying to post on there a little more. Um, we're also at a professor underscore Jones on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash professor podcast, or just professor Jones. Um, but like we always say every week, just, just please subscribe on iTunes and, uh, give us a rating, give it a, give us a review. Um, I've been asking more of my friends and stuff to do that lately. Cause just cause it does like, it helps us out on iTunes. Like the more reviews you have stuff like that, it reaches out to more people. Um, we're trying to get out on Facebook and stuff a lot more too, just cause we love doing this, but, uh, I'm not going to stop doing this. If movies like this keep coming out, that's for darn sure. That Same was so good. This gives me so, so much more enthusiasm and hope for the future of filmmaking. You know, yeah. a world where this comes out and Ready Player One and Last Jedi come out. It's like, let's just do this all the time instead. Let's just guys. do that. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's take what they did and yeah. do that forever. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. But, but yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to go. No. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back at you next week. Until then, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. No, no, no!